You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. And this is your destination for news, views, trends, everything you need to help you optimize and maximize your mobile presence. That's what we're here for. And it's also why Upstage ranks our show among the top 23 demand gen podcasts ever that you have to listen to. And it's why I personally focus on the topics, tech, and cool stuff that matter most out there. And so we're going to take a little bit of a different look. We're going to have a crash course, if you will, on one of the hottest topics today, which is AI. So on both sides of the Atlantic, conferences and conversations center on how AI will impact marketing. You know, what is it going to mean for the future of advertising, the, the future of work even? And um, it's all spurred on, if you think about it, by the influx of all this affordable, advanced data analytics stuff, these tools, all these amazing, amazing data sets, everything that we can experiment with. And... Um, If you look at it that way, then you could take a step back and say, well, you know, the tools are there, the tech is there, the mood is there, the the vibe is there, the zeitgeist, what have you. We have a perfect storm coming together to put AI at the top of our agenda, which is why it's such a hot topic. But on the other hand, we still don't know what it means. We still don't know what it's going to mean. We don't know what it's going to do. We have a lot of open questions, and that's why our guest today is Paul Burney. He's founder of Amcortis. He's a frequent and favorite guest on our show because, in my view, he just really is good at explaining complex topics and concepts, and that's certainly what AI is. And it makes sense because Paul's own company, M. Cordis, is dedicated to educating the industry. So uh, great to have you again, Paul. Thanks for the invitation to be here, Peggy. It's a pleasure. 
So a little bit of background on M. cordis for people who maybe don't know about it. I mean, I, I, I uh, understand what it does, but uh, a little bit of an update on what you're doing over there. Sure. Well, we're an education and advisory services company. So we work uh, essentially to fill the knowledge gap around how to make technology work in marketing. Uh, and on one hand, we work with marketers to help them understand um, different uh, connected technologies and we help them with strategy, uh, et cetera. Um, and on the other hand, we work with technology companies and uh, essentially help them reshape their proposition so that marketers can understand them um, and help them with market development. Well, see, that's it right there, Paul. Help them understand them. And this is what AI is. Nobody really truly understands it. We're doing a lot of discussion, a lot of talking about it. How do you see it? What What do you think it is or how marketers need to be thinking about it? Yeah, it's a good question, Peggy, and the, and the right place to start. Uh, in my experience over the, over the last year of talking to marketers about the way in which artificial intelligence and machine learning and deep learning and all these things can be used within marketing. Um, there, I, I've come across at least five or six different barriers to marketers actually being able to understand what AI is. Mm -hmm. the, the first of those is just which technology are they supposed to be looking at and, uh, and understanding? You know, there's more technology um, out there in, in the MarTech space and the ad tech space and the AI space. It appears to have if you like a shorter and shorter half-life, you know, this, it comes comes and goes, dis, disappears. So marketers kind of find themselves in, in constant learning mode. You know, they go out and they look at, at which technologies that they're supposed to be understanding and which ones are going to be coming in now. Um, and they find, you know, kind of bewildering array of different things out there to look at. That clearly kind of leads on to the second thing, which is, you know, of the, of the tech that's out there, what don't they understand? Um, and I've seen plenty of evidence to suggest, well, they just don't, they don't understand um, blockchain. They don't understand the difference between machine learning and, and deep learning. They don't understand how, how AI is being applied today. They don't understand how AI will be applied tomorrow. So, you know, they find themselves, even if they knew which technologies, they don't know how to go about the learning process. So what they do is they turn to technology companies. And here they, they, they kind of in meet their third problem, which is technology companies are not very good at explaining what they do. The analogy that, that I, I often use is it's kind of like walking into a BMW showroom and saying, I want a five series. And the answer you get back from salesman is, yes, but can I explain to you how the four stroke engine works first? And, mm -hmm. and you know, that's where m many marketers fall down is that the technology companies want to talk to them about what the platform is or, or how the technology works. You know, you and I, Peggy, have been around long enough to have seen exactly the same thing happen with mobile marketing when it first started. Is that technology? Oh yeah, beacons. Remember beacons? Technology, <laughs> yeah, well, or any, or almost anything else. Technology companies almost universally are poor at explaining what they do in a simple, meaningful, memorable, and compelling way to marketers. So that's kind of you know the, the, those are kind of the easy challenges. The next challenge is. Because AI is, is almost completely invisible, it's hard for people to get their heads around what it is and what it will do. Because, you know, if you look, again, we look at mobile as, the, as, as a, analogous, at least you got a handset. At least the handset kept changing over time. 
and you could get your head around the fact that you needed an app or you needed a mobile website. When someone tells you you need to apply machine learning to what you're doing, you don't get to see it put in place. You just get to see the end outcome. And so that that's really challenging for marketers. Um, you know, and then after all of that, then, then even if you understood it, even if you knew what you wanted to do with it, you're still left with the question of saying, well, is now the right time for this technology? And so you find a lot of a lot of uh, marketers kind of turning to, um, you know, the Gartner hype cycle and, and other and other other tools in the marketplace. To say, well, is this the right one now? Should I be looking at augmented reality now or should I be looking at some form of of uh, deep learning to help me with um, managing data. All of that's confusing. So to a large extent, I don't blame marketers for not being able to understand where AI is at. The other side of that coin is they need to work out understanding it. Well, you know, I was going to say, Paul, what you did at MCordis, which I think is pretty cool, is you've done this in one of your you know, learning modules, one of your education courses. We won't go through it now, and we don't have the time in the show, because then we'd have a whole series just for this. But, you know, you were able to break it down. Could you give me just an idea of, um, of uh, what you thought was essential for marketers to, uh, to know and uh, yeah, I, how I you presented that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you start with, with explaining the basics, you know, so, so understanding each of the key terms in, in AI in the mm-hmm. most simple ways possible. And, and, and I, I kind of think of our course as being like, a, a, like an, an, on, on, an on-ramp onto a motorway or a, or a freeway autobahn. You can't simply start at 200 kilometers an hour. You need some way of building up to speed. So you start with a basic understanding. Look at the way in which AI is being used now. Crucially, I think you need to understand how machines learn because that uh, influences the kinds of projects you can do with them. And how they manage data, and, and so those are the key elements that we look at within any, any course that we would run on AI. So just starting with some of those basic elements, and uh, and you know, attacking some of these other questions that we have. We have loads of questions, and uh, hopefully some answers to some of them from you, Paul, because you know they're not all immediately obvious, but loads of stuff to discuss. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove, and our guest today, Paul Burney, founder of M. Cordis. And Paul, right before the break, we were basically covering the basics there, saying, okay, so where do you get started? First of all, you need to understand how machines learn. You have to do your homework. You have to understand the terminology, what's going on out there. So let's assume that's exactly what the listeners do. Now we have to talk about, you know, what is the real influence? What's the real impact? What are you really watching? So, you know, you could argue that uh, at some level, um, AI is a great thing. It's going to free us up to do loads of stuff. You know, and maybe even a lot of things better, maybe be more creative. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm certain that that is the case, that that um, what will happen is going to be a mixture of some uh, roles or some tasks in particular being taken away by AI. Um, and uh, on the other hand, that freeing up us having more time to perhaps work on on what you might look at as the the softer skills. So um, certainly for marketers, there, there are a number of skills that they need to think about um, building alongside their understanding of, um, of AI. So yes, we have to understand technology. Yes, we have to become data literate. But on the other side, what we've also got to work on is things like um, problem solving, critical thinking, creativity, managing people, coordinating with others. Um, uh, negotiation with with with, with, with you know uh, other parties, even you know emotional intelligence. Dare, dare I say it? Because it's going to be those softer skills that marketers will bring alongside the technology they're going to work with. Because it's going to be alongside for many marketers. Uh, true that for some it's going to be uh, uh, you know that it's going to be, their roles are going to disappear. So they will need to find other other parts other paths and other ways of, of demonstrating value in the businesses they work in. Yeah, it's really interesting, Paul, when you mentioned that, because I was thinking I've just recently um, completed a workshop with Autodesk, and it was all about AI and co-creating with AI. It was about all of the verticals, so not just marketing. It was basically everything. And that was what the experts in that organization came to. They came to the similar conclusion. We're going to have to learn how to frame problems so that AI can help us. So problem framing, problem solving, expressing things in mathematical computational formulas is going to really be top of mind. I mean, um, are you seeing that in, in marketing? Is that what's going to happen? Or are we going to have to have like marketing teams where we've got the marketer, the data scientist, and the engineering guy? Um, a, bit, a bit of both of what you've just said. So yes, Yes, I, I'm seeing it, and which is why I emphasized to you at the start that actually one of the important things for marketers to know is how do machines learn? Because if I'm going to either use them or work alongside them, I will need to understand 
how machines learn, and there and there are several different ways in which in which that happens. But what we will have to do is to know how to ask questions of the the machine learning or the or the, the or the computing power that we're using in order to get the answers that we want. And so you know that that's you know that's a new skill set that we'll have to learn. Undoubtedly, I think there's going to need to be a more collaborative relationship, certainly between marketing and IT. You know, we, we've heard for years, well, you know, marketing are now the people spending more money on technology than, um, than IT are. And that, and that is true to a certain extent, but I think it's likely to, to necessitate this kind of growth of, of marketing technologists and of people who can understand both worlds um, while you know marketers, as we've said before, concentrate on softer skills, and um, you know the the IT people focus on how to make the technology to to work for them. So, if you like, the role of the CMO will be one of kind of exploring and evaluating what technology can do, whereas the role of the CTO or the CIO will be much more about executing against that technology. If you look at it that way, and it's more of a team effort, which makes perfect sense. We're going to have to figure out, of course, how we get those teams talking, you know, so not like one speaking in that particular uh, vocabulary and the other, and it seems like you're talking, you know, speaking Klingon back and forth, mm. right? Um, and we've seen that before from marketing. When we, start, when we started looking deeper in the funnel and said, hey, guess what? Engagement matters. Uh, and it was about not about broadcast. It was one to one. What do you see ahead when you think about okay, that worked, and we haven't cracked the code on how to really engage our customers yet, and now we have to think about engaging an algorithm. Does that keep you up at night? <laughs> well, the, the whole the whole uh, aspect of of how AI is going to change marketing uh, keeps me up at, uh, at night, but not <laughs> not with fear, much more with, with kind of excitement about what what it's at. I, you know, I, I'm a traditional marketer. You know, kind of grow, grew up in an era of being of being taught in, in in a kind of traditional way about the role of marketing. So, to a certain extent, I don't see that 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 all of marketing has to change. You know, for me, marketers should still focus on owning the the experience, and um, you know, technology people can focus on the execution of that. So that you know that that's a, a you know a a clear um, kind of path for me is that marketers have still got to to do the basics of marketing, which is understand what their target audience wants, find ways to enable their audience to do that, remove the barriers to their audience being able to engage with the brand and find ways to be of service. You know, what we've spoken about before, this kind of idea of of becoming a connected marketer. And so what I want to help brands do and brand marketers do is to figure out how do they match and marry traditional marketing skills with new marketing technologies and new ways of executing against those skills. So where would you say sort of like our traditional thinking around touch points comes in? Is it going to be um, more like the, the uh, you know, the, the real world, the physical world, that's where marketers need to excel and digital realm is maybe... I don't know the the remit of uh, AI. I'm wondering how how to sort of no, split I, that up. I, I actually think that that what the more technology that there is, that the more it means that one of the key skills of all marketers is going to have to be customer journey mapping, because what customer journey mapping does is you know kind of help you understand all of the touch points 
that you have in a relationship with uh, with a consumer and know what they want at each of those touch points and for you then to decide what is the best way for us to to meet the need at that touch point and then after that decide which technology or which channel will we use undoubtedly we are we are firmly now in a world of kind of omni-channel marketing and there will need to be a way of synchronizing and merging the different physical and digital channels that we'll have available to us and making them all work together rather than each of them being seen as a separate thing. So I don't think there's going to be a space for marketers to say, well, I only do in-store marketing or I only do email marketing. You have to do all of it. I'm also hearing some talking out there that actually what's going to happen is it's going to sort of extend what marketers need to do because that journey is going to go, it's going to be longer because there's going to be sort of the, the, this lingering aftermarket that you really have to be concerned about. You know, it's not done after the sale. No. Uh, and, you know, there, it, well, it, it will depend upon which, what kind of products that you're talking about, of course, you know. Um, but uh, I think in, in many instances, you know, there, there isn't, going to be a, or if there ever was one, in fact, there isn't a linear customer journey. Almost all customers are, are going to have their own individual journey and you will have to work as a marketer to, to fulfill um, what the uh, consumer wants throughout that journey in the way in which they want it. That means you have to have mass personalization and mass personalization means you need technology to help automate do that because it will be impossible for you to do it on a one-to-one -one basis, you know, uh, in person. So you will need the tech to help you deliver what we want and expect as individuals. Well, that's some great points there, Paul. And uh, um, we're going to use the time when we get back, listeners, to uh, talk about some things that you can do now to prepare for this amazing future. So don't go away. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. 
mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove, and our guest today, Paul Burney, founder of Amcortis. And Paul, again, before the break, we were going down a list of sort of, you know, what are the key mindsets, skill sets that marketers are going to need to have to, you know, are going to have to have rather if they want to use the benefit of AI, which is, you know, that co-collaboration somehow, somehow making things, making marketing better. What are marketers going to do? What's AI going to do? Um, it all sounds amazing, but it all sounds so far in the future. So you're thinking, you know, what do I do now? Why do I care now? And so I'd like to step back with you and understand maybe a brand or an example that says, okay, we're not at AI yet, guys, but, you know, this is how you prepare for it, or this is a company that gets it right now and moving in that direction. Who would you call out? Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll mention the example in a moment, but, you know, the whole point of, of me kind of under, building my own personal understanding as a marketer of AI was because I saw it very much as a means of delivering what I've called connected marketing. You know, this, this kind of idea that, that for a brand today, to build a brand today, what you have to do is to bring together digital, physical, sensorial and emotional experiences all together. And an AI, AI is a way of doing that. And I've talked before with you on your show about Starbucks as a brand, but I'm also looking right now at other brands like Sephora and, and Adidas. Adidas fascinates me in that, um, you know, clearly they are a product, uh, a company steeped in product history. And they have done a really good job in the last couple of years, I think, of embracing more technologies and bringing together the, the Adidas brand experience as being a combination of digital and physical things together. And so look at um, their recent uh, opening of this new kind of um, testing store in Berlin where you can go and try on um, their running shoes, for instance, on an indoor track and you can get feedback on on how well the, the shoes are suited to you. They are also um, have gone through a, a purchase of um, several different um uh, fitness related apps so that they could um, understand the data from people who are participating in sport better. You know, Nike have done it too. Under Armour have done it too. I think these sports brands are understanding that actually the future will not just be about selling physical products, but around selling services, digital services that go with it. And those combination of those things will throw off more data that if they apply machine learning to it, that will help them understand their audience better. That's interesting because when I was at the uh, Autodesk workshop and event, there was someone who was there from uh, Nike from the Innovation Kitchen. Very cool. Hmm. Um, and it was the whole idea there, basically, that the data tells us what people are doing with our products. It allows us to create better products, but also there's an element of understanding also sort of like the emotional tie to the to the product and how to make that better as well. So it's really, um, you know, data-informed uh, decisions with the help of AI. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of the time we're, we're kind of thinking, I think people are kind of drawn towards thinking of AI or machine learning in this kind of dystopian way that, you know, Somehow all that's going to happen is that we're all going to lose our jobs and our data is our personal data is going to be mined and, you know, an unpleasant side of the data world will, will, will only surface. But actually, 
you know, if we want to engage with people in the future and they are generating tons and tons of, of data of their own, if we get their permission, and that's clearly key, if we get their permission to share in that data, it will be possible for us as marketers to create better products and services as a result of that. I mean, we, we, we share, a, you know, an optimism all the time, actually, Paul, about the future. I'm never really um, negative, but then you have to admit we're seeing so many headlines now about, you know, agencies, watch your back, uh, brands are doing it in-house, they're doing programmatic. I mean, that's not AI, but it is showing that data... It is machine learning, yeah. It is machine learning, and it is showing it has, you know, a huge impact. Um, I'm not going to say we all have to worry and worry about our jobs, but to be realistic... What do you see about, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking about this and saying, yeah, but I want to be here tomorrow, um, how is that? Is that to focus, as you said, on the soft skills, on the experience, or uh, or give it in to programmatic? Well, look, look at it from uh, the other point, the other point of view. Here's here are the signs that your job is going to disappear if if you work, <laughs> if you work in marketing or anything else. If your job involves working with lots of data or working out um, mathematical answers to things, it will go. If it involves mm. quantitative analysis, it will go. If it involves um, what you might call database narratives, you know, creating sp spreadsheets and what those things, it will go. If it involves, you know, repetitive tasks, you know, either physical or mental, it will go. So the clear the clear task for marketers is to look at concentrating on roles that are high on cognition and high on being non-routine um, in terms of the, the types of work, work that, you, that you do. And in, in, in all likelihood, even those jobs will still be AI-assisted rather than um, AI-replaced. But um, uh, focusing on those soft skills that we talked about earlier on in in the show, I think is also going to be a you know a critical thing for marketers. So it's that you know that's that problem solving areas. It's those it's those um, uh, creative thinking and, and critical thinking that that are important. And you know it's not going to be long before these things become absolutely crucial in in the marketplace. We're talking less than five years in people's careers. And so, you know, the time to focus on them is right now. And, and you know, the, the best starting point with that is going to be, um, you know, your own education, whether you do that for yourself or whether you get someone formally to help you, that's going to be absolutely vital. I, I think brands are going to be defined by their ability to constantly morph and relearn how to engage with consumers in, in the in the kind of blended physical digital world. And, and I'm absolutely certain that marketers careers are going to be shaped and uh, by their ability to learn and relearn i'm just speechless paul you put it so well it's all about engagement great segue how do our listeners stay in touch with you engage with you keep up with what's going on over at mcordis uh well you know the easiest way is to do mcordis.com or you can look for um uh, the connected marketer uh, and look at some of the things that we're writing about about that um, you know, right now, I'm still on the process of, of going through a journey myself and understanding how to use this. And, and so a lot, a lot of the time, the classes that we have with people are me sharing the point in my journey. And what you get to do is to take a shortcut to the point I've, I've reached uh, um, in, in the class 
and not have to do the 12 months worth of reading and learning and, and, um, and listening that I've done in order to get to that point. And that's, of course, why I love having you on our show, because we get a 30-minute crash course and all of these uh, pearls of wisdom, just pure gold. I can't thank you enough. And listeners, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com. MobileGroove is, of course, where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And, of course, if you want to check into the other shows and all the other ones where Paul was also a guest, then you can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And, friends, until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.